0: racerxonline.com
1: The original Moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews. Introspection, opinion, facts and laughs.
0: Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome to the bto sports.com RaceRx podcast presented by Fox Racing, Sports.com, the nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. They've now got OEM parts, and uh, you can use the code PulperMax when you check out to save yourself money at btosports.com. Proud sponsors of the uh, BTO Sports KTM team with Shorty and, and Justin Brayton. And, of course, Fox Racing, foxhead.com, 2015 stuff up now, 40th anniversary Retro gear available, limited edition of that. Uh, Fox Instinct boot, uh, new helmet with MIPS technology. Much, much more. Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey wear Fox, so why don't you? All right, I'm your host, Steve Mathis, on the uh, btosports.com Racewayx podcast. As usual, um, this weekend, uh, coming up at Glen Helen Raceway, the WUSA World Vet Championships. This is the 30th year of this race. I've raced it myself two times. And um, wanted to get a uh, little bit of more information about the race and uh, talk about some of, the, some of the things that go on. And uh, with WUSA.com being the title sponsor, and this guy running W Wheels, and this guy being perhaps the fastest vet rider in America, year in and year out. Former factory rider, former San Jose Supercross winner, the Doug Dubach. Dr. D, what's up, man? Well,
1: just, uh, you know, hanging out, trying to get through the week and uh, healthy in one piece and get ready for the weekend.
2: Yeah, man. Um, Any idea? Now, I was talking to John Anderson from W. He figures you've got 28 titles or something. Uh, Is that... Do we know? Uh, I don't think it's quite that many, but, you know, I'll take them. (laughs) How many he wants to dish out. Right, right. How many of these things have you raised? Do you know?
1: It's It's actually 22 titles. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I certainly have quite a run going. Um, It's been over, I think, 21-year time span. Jeez. Uh, I missed two events Mm -hmm. uh, due to injury, so... Yeah. yeah, I've managed to double up three times. So that's kind of
2: do the math. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically
1: 19 events, double to add the two. So, uh, yeah, I've certainly just had a phenomenal run at that event. You know, it's kind of funny. I had taken you and, and everyone back to the beginning. I was reluctant about riding it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I was kind of. Uh, just finished my last year with factory Yamaha 93 and, right. you know, wasn't quite sure where things were headed. You know, I just turned 30 partway through that year, you know, riddled year with injury and whatnot. And so, uh, it was actually you know, Jody Weisler who's was involved in that, there event quite a bit, asked me if I was going to race it. And I, you know, came up with a lot of cheesy excuses <laughs> not to and ended up going and had a great time. And, mm-hmm you know, battled with some legends, you know, Johnny O'Mara, Jeff Ward. Uh, oh yeah. I think there's a couple other guys there. And I mean, just you know, great day. You know, right. I've known those guys and, and sat on the same bumper with them for, through most of my career. And, and so it was a fun, relaxed kind of an event mm-hmm. and naturally coming out on top. <laughs> you're always happy <laughs> driving out of the racetrack.
2: <laughs> yeah, really. Right. Um, yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. And, and back then, who would ever, Hey, uh, Dubak in '93. You're gonna still be racing this thing in 2014. You're gonna still be going. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. I, I would mm-hmm. call BS on that one. Um, how old are you? Uh, 51. 51. So yeah, you're um, you, you. basically you've crushed the plus 30 classes for years. Then you crushed the plus 40 while still winning the plus 30. And uh, and now you're uh, you're making a mockery of the plus 50 guys. And um, and you still line up for the plus 30 pro too, right? So. Um, yeah,
1: you know, it uh, last year it, it didn't quite happen because I had that uh terrible um injury at Mammoth, Mammoth so yeah. I was happy to get on the start line for any event. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I rode the 40 on Saturday and the 50 on Sunday and was really kind of disappointed cuz I, I was all I talked about, you know, leaving the event at 49 i'll be back to ride all three classes <laughs> so this year i'm gonna to get to do it mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't know how ready i am to tackle all that on top of everything else but you know what the heck i'm a i'm a dumb dirt bike rider
2: <laughs> hey uh let's talk a little bit of one of the reasons why you're not maybe sure you're 100 percent ready is because you're a owner operator drd exhaust uh how's that going how's uh how's business for you
1: well, you know, busy, busy, that's, yeah, that's cool. probably the best description, you know, we long, a lot of long hours, you know, me especially being the owner-operator, so, you know, I'm always in there first, and I'm the last guy to leave, so, mm-hmm. you know, that drill,
2: Yeah. so yeah.
1: it's, uh, you know, I, I sneak out, you know, thankfully, my, my boy's been riding and racing a bit, he's 11, just getting on a YZ85, so we've... uh you know, helps get me to the racetrack. Yeah. So I've been riding and, you know, we just try and sneak out every chance we get. So I've, I've been doing a fair amount, but you know, it just gets harder and harder. You know, you get older and older and other duties get in your way. And, yeah, it's just it's not like
2: '93. I, I guess I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Racing dot com. People can go and check out your latest and greatest products and and features and everything else. And uh, you're also, besides being a, a, a former factory rider and race winner, you're one of the better testers uh, that's ever been around. So you know what stuff works and you know how to dial things in. So check it out, everybody. DubakRacing dot com. Um, so yeah, you're 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 gonna race all three. You've been prepping at it, uh, Glenn Helen. You've caught a lot of laps of Glen Helen. Um, do you still, do you get butterflies? Do you get excited on the line? I mean, is it is it still kind of, is it a little fresh to you still, or is it like old hat to you?
1: No, no, it still happens. Yeah, You know, it's uh, a little lesser degree, but uh, no, that's the, the fuel that, you know, drives you. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I would do. Maybe I would actually stop if I could ever just sit on the line and not be excited and Mm-hmm. You know, a little anxiety mixed in with adrenaline yeah. and everything else. That's that's what you know mm-hmm. <laughs> keeps us coming back week after week. So it's it's all great. You know, I'm, I'm a little more mature, I guess. Uh, I hope, but <laughs> you know, so I, it's not at the same level. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I'm certainly able to have the focus and the things that are required. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm far from the crazy, wide open kid than i was you know in at saddleback
2: park in 1980 right right from the same guy who rode an 81 rm for three years or whatever it was
1: well that's all i could afford and, and arguably that was the best bike
2: around then so yeah really right you know keep, just keep putting main bearings and pistons in it and it was uh she was a screamer right right um uh yeah so that's good to hear that you're still you know you're still into it you're still uh 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 excited to go we talked last summer after your mammoth injury, or maybe it was later than that, and, and hey, it was a pretty good crash. You racked yourself up pretty good. Do you notice, is it a little slower for you, or do you feel any lingering effects? I mean, as you told me back then, like, this stuff hurts now. I don't want to, you know, as you get older, it really, really hurts. So how's the injury yeah, status you know, and all that?
1: there is just, uh, you know, how do you put it into words? It's, it's a, just one of those things that happens. You mm-hmm. know, I'm lucky because it was far more serious than I like to talk about or admit, mm-hmm. you know, get my wife on and she, she would give you <laughs> all the details. I never looked at a single x-ray, right. you know, she was in there, oohing and aah, and, and, you know, she's a registered nurse, so uh, she mm-hmm. she can get in there and just talk the talk with uh, all the, the doctors. And, you know, it was quite impressive. You know, I yeah. I think the, the quote that will hang on to probably for the rest of my life is the, the uh, radiologist looks at me and just with all the seriousness in his face and says, you know, that's the worst chest X-ray I've ever seen on a living person.
2: <laughs> Jeez. So, wow. So
1: that, that, that summed it up. Uh, the mm-hmm. long and the short, you know, nine days intensive care and a uh, whole yeah. basket of broken ribs and Jeez. Uh, long, long recovery. And, you know, I, I, out at the track, or doing most things, yeah, I hardly even notice. But you can still find a position to get in, reaching for something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, picking something up, and all of a sudden you go, "Oh wait, that's right."
2: Yeah, I, I did my yeah. knee. I did my knee in a long time ago when I was racing in the back of a movie theater seat. If I put it up against the back of a movie theater seat, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, right. ACL. Yeah, got it. Yeah. You know, so. Still not good. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And that was a long time ago and not nearly as serious as, as anything you did. Um, yeah. So over the years, uh, did you race this thing when it was at Paris uh, way back? Or did well, that, you... was, that was the last year at Paris was
1: 93. Okay. All right. And it's been at Glen Helen ever since.
2: So okay. All right.
1: She... Started at Paris and. Yeah, I think we'll we'll continue to have a long run at Glen Helen. They uh they certainly roll out the red carpet for all these guys coming out to ride that event.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And one of the things that we were talking about uh on the pulp show I had John on uh from W is uh peop- I've done this race a couple of times. There's people from all over the world that show up. You get to ride Mount St. Helens, you get to go downhill, the uphill, the downhill. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty full experience. It's a very rough track and you wanna get a taste of what the The national guys deal with and uh, the world vets not far off well i mean that's absolutely true i was joking with my office manager today (laughs) that uh
1: you don't realize that the vet race is coming until you just start seeing you know foreigner after foreigner through the front doors you know they want to talk they want to have a tour of your shop Mm -hmm, you know they're buying some product or whatever but It's true. These people come from all over and, you know, no shortage of passion.
0: Um,
1: There's a guy that I saw just yesterday who I stood next to on the podium a few months back at that Farley Castle race in England. He and I hammered it out in the 50 class there. I came out on top, but, you know, he's coming here to take his (laughs) shot at the 50 class at Glen Hill. He's been before. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it was great seeing him because we had a good time in September over there at that event. And so, I mean, just a list. I bore you with all the people I've seen this <clears> last, <throat> you know, five, seven days. But it is true. these It's everyone's dream, and I hear it all the time. Oh, it's so fabulous. Right. The guy who came in this morning was talking about, he walked all the way to the top of Mount St. Helens today. <laughs> and he, said he just stood up there and for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and just stared out over the valley. and You know, so those it's real and it's what these guys come for and, Yeah, you know i mean
2: god bless them look if you came on top with this battle at farley i don't like this guy's odds at glen helen so he he you can tell him not to just <laughs> don't even bother i did not i did not go there but the thought did cross my uh, mind <laughs> look i beat you in england on this grass track i've never been on you come to glen helen it's over perhaps perhaps you <laughs> don't realize that I created that berm over there and that berm over there. <laughs> that hole that you're gonna hit about ten o'clock on
0: Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
2: I I made that hole back in ninety four. Right, and I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that line at nine fifty nine and it'll be smooth, but I know at ten I'm gonna go to the left because it, it develops. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's <right>. Um <clears throat> hey uh God, there's been so many great races there. Is there a world Vet? race that stands out for you in any class at any year is there one there too that really you remember uh, you know obviously I, I think i know one of the guys that you are going to bring up but uh, uh well how long is this show steve Cause I, could, <laughs> I think i could run the battery down i know you've got uh, a great memory for this stuff for sure a lot of motocrossers i talked to they don't know but you've got a good one i
1: i don't <laughs> it, it's you know, there's certainly a Jeff Ward one and a Guy Cooper one. That's uh-huh. I think two with Cooper. But it's just been. I wish I had video of all of it because I think I could watch it for <laughs> at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because there has been those kind of epic battles, the ones you always want a national to turn out and they seldom do. Right. Yeah, you know, we've had some of those there, Glen Helen. You know, I mean, Jeff Ward. I passed him with. Three straightaways to go and mm-hmm. a pretty bonsai pass mm-hmm. to win one of the years. Second mower because I won the first one and yep. he was leading. You know, it's one of those. And Guy Cooper might be the one you're thinking of.
2: No, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking Rhino from like 08, <laughs> yeah. somewhere. The Rhino stories go on and on. <laughs> right, you right. just never knew what to
1: expect from Rhino. No, yeah. You know, so blistering fast but then he was his own worst enemy and you know and he handed me a few wins
2: yeah he'd rather die than let than let you win this world veterans.
1: exactly he told me that too
2: (laughs) right 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 i would
1: i i i don't care if i had a severed arm i'd still you know hang on and
2: just to beat you (laughs) um so cooper and ward a couple of those stand out then
1: well, yeah, I mean, yeah. the one that stands out the most, you know, the sun's always setting. It's blinding you going one direction, and, yeah. you know, your shadow's out in front of you the other direction. Well, I just remember it was a long, fall-away jump, and then a little left and right, and that was the finish. And I jumped about as far as I thought a human could jump, mm-hmm. and I hear an engine panic rev, because that's how Guy Cooper rides. Right. You know, I, I yeah. love that guy. But And his shadow was 40 feet further down the track. I could <laughs> to see my shadow as I'm coming to the ground. I have no idea what he hit, what gear he was in, <laughs> right, right, but it went down to a little rubbing and racing and then little left turns and yeah. I think I won by about a wheel length. Jeez. And, so, know, and There was another year that we had an epic. Somebody got a great picture up on one of the hills mm-hmm. of us just coming together like a train wreck and neither <laughs> one of us went down and you know, we laughed about it
2: later. Yeah.
1: And, uh, but, yeah, there's been just some really, really great memories. And what can I say? It's uh, beyond just just uh, enough to go back another right. year and another year.
2: <laughs> well, a few guys I've talked to that raced against you. And then, like I said, I went to a couple of them and, and watched you. Um, one of your strengths is, like, look, I'm going to go this speed for 30 minutes. So you can go. Go ahead. Uh, I'll see you at the end or whatever. like that. They're, they're all, everyone's like, man, he doesn't give up. The doctor doesn't give up. He doesn't stop. He just keeps going and going and going. And, uh, you know, they get frustrated <laughs> a little bit. I
1: talking to Shane King because I think that was yeah. something that he had mentioned to me. You know, world champ coming. He's going to set the world on fire. But I guess he didn't read the right. the program that, you know, I've won just about every model there for the last 10 years prior. But yeah. Yeah, because that's what he was out there just going and going and going and going. And I think he just thought eventually I would drop off, but yeah. it never happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> he no. was just astonished. He was saying to me on the podium, like, dude, <laughs> you're like 10 years older than me. Whoa,
2: what's up? Right, right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, <clears throat> hey, do you, with with the injuries and the business and everything, do you get out with the Yamaha guys much to do, do much testing with Butler and the boys? <clears throat> yeah they still invite me out which is okay, uh,
1: awfully kind of them and uh yeah i mean i still am very involved in the 250f projects For mm-hmm. the last you know they brought on travis preston bigger guy and he yeah. fits the 450 better and so <clears throat> he's sort of you know taken over in on the bigger bike and i the right size for the 250F, so I'm more focused on the 250F. So yep. it's nice to have a little bit of, you know. And Dustin Nelson sort of jumps back and forth between, and you know yep. And then there's some other guys that are, you know, coming in here and there along with the Japanese. And but uh, yeah, so I'm still, you know, on, on test for all the 250F tests, and I still do attend some 450 mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah. uh, they
2: you want to keep inviting me, so I'll keep going. You want to talk about um, a bike that has done like just. Uh, a complete 90-degree switch, uh, 180, I should say, um, from where it was. You had the, the YZ250F, the Star Racing struggling along for years. It's got an oil tank. It's got a carburetor. It's got, I think when I was at Yamaha, <clears throat> excuse me, it was redone in 03 and never touched again, uh, maybe 05 or something. Uh, I'm not sure. And then this thing comes out, the EFI, the backwards motor, all-new frame bodywork. Uh, Jeremy Martin, uh, uh, Cooper Webb, Just set the Nationals on fire. I don't know if I've ever seen an image. I mean, we were doing some some counts at Racer X. There were at times one or two Yamaha two hundred and fifty Fs out of eighty guys at uh, at a night show or at a Supercross. You know, and they were sponsored guys. It was people couldn't run away from the bike fast enough. Here we are, twelve months later couldn't be any different of a of a persona of an image of a motorcycle the star racing team itself we saw what they did uh, and obviously you had a big hand in that but are you surprised that how good that bike is and the and the perception that that just went from you know zero to hero that quick
1: you know i think perfect storm is the term that comes to mind because uh-huh. you know it's like any other project that comes along you, you know, i could name a hundred over i've been at yamaha almost 30 years as a test rider so i've seen lots and lots come and go and it's just like any other project in the beginning you know uh uh-huh. you know, under our expectations and here we go and let's fight and let's keep you know pounding away and eventually you know getting good getting good that's a little better and, I mean, you always, as a test rider, it's almost a fault. But you, you want to undersell it to yourself because mm-hmm. you never want to just sit back and go, oh, it's good. Yeah. So, I mean, we probably keep a lot of Japanese, to, you know, the uh, family pack of tongues just <laughs> grinding them over the. Right. And we had that bike for several years, mm-hmm. you know, because it was such a, a big departure from the other one. And right. At the end of the day, we're just all kind of sat back with our you know, breath held a little bit, hoping that they, the, the public, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the media, everybody would appreciate it for what we thought. But again, you know, you never want to oversell because yeah. that's what just gets you in such a bad hole. And at the end of the day, I mean, that, that perfect storm happened. You got the rice guys racing it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. you know, the magazines were just all over it from the very beginning because it is, it's a very, very good motorcycle, but, there's been a lot of good motorcycles that haven't really gotten the the accolades they deserve, Mm -hmm. you know, and historically. So, you know, you just, you're never quite ready to take that sigh and go, okay, we, we did it. But i tell you, it's, it's looking good. You know, things just, uh, (laughs) I think it's impressed everyone. And, and uh, so it's just, it's a great time for Yamaha, you know, the 450s doing well. And, you know, it's great to see Barsha on that. You know, I think once he gets gets his feet really secure and on his way, I you know I expect good things, and it's it's a, it's quite a pleasure. I'll just say that.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to the uh, BTO BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Appreciate you listening to this and all the shows. Don't forget to check the archives out, and uh, you can get some uh, listens in on some older shows that I've done, so you people can stop asking me to do new ones of guys I've already done, check the archives out. Seriously, there's some good stuff in there. But once again, thanks to those guys for, uh, thanks to you guys for listening, and thanks to uh, Fox and BTO Sports for coming on board. And this race tech commercial can save you money with some uh, a discount using the code PULPMX14 because I guarantee you, you probably need some suspension work on your bike. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, see you around. BTOSports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose RaceTech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Leeb, Vince freeze Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh race tech suspension, and they've been along around a long time, and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people. At least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thie, the owner of Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech, go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I mean, and and this is a project like you said. You've been on this thing for years. You know what's coming. You know the heat that's been taken for, you know, the older 250F. And uh, it's got to feel good. You had a a big hand in it. And, um, you know, it certainly looks – there's none of those teething problems that – even if they weren't real, the perception of teething problems that we had on the 450. So, I mean, you got to be pumped on that. Like, uh, you had a big hand in that.
1: Well, yeah, you know, it's. I won't go back and, you know, kind of just drudge up old things about the 450, but, you know, it certainly had its uh, abuse, you Mm -hmm. know, at uh, some people's direct hand and others and jumping on board. And, you know, it was... It, it, that's all behind us, and you know, the bike just keeps getting better and better and better. And I think you can see, even magazine wise, most of what I've experienced, I've been out to some of the shootouts and whatnot. You know, the four is doing great, 250, you know, that thing's been winning most every yeah. one so far. I'm not sure I haven't uh, read every last one, but yeah, so yeah, it's great that that momentum is being carried because. You know, I fear, and this is a little bit of an odd thing to say, I fear as if, like, the 250 never got its kind of boost in the, its image, mm-hmm. if the 450 would have gotten its fair share.
2: Oh, uh, I see. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I think that it's all momentum. You know, companies have it, and, and then, you know, it goes away, and it, it's all, you know, cyclical. And mm-hmm. so I, it's, it's a pleasure to see it and cuz i do think the 450 deserves a little more than it's getting but i, I think it's just time will come and, and uh yeah, it's it's a great time to be involved with them and yeah. you know cuz there's been a lot of frustrating years as anybody you know involved with any company would say so i think it's uh yeah it's i mean i like nice. nice to see those guys winning and uh you know look at even Porcell, you know that was not a last-minute deal, but that that was, mm-hmm. you know, not quite the Star Racing's program being so involved for so many years. You know, mm-hmm. he walks in, and, you know, that guy did some amazing things.
2: Yeah. And, and let's get talk a little bit of the 450. Now, they did make some changes in 13 to the frame uh, to stiffen it, uh, I think, at the front and soften the rear. or I, Maybe I got it opposite. They did some the frame strength things to help it uh, handle a little better. No one's ever complained about the motor. But you and I have had some conversations just, you know, not recording, just at the track here and there. And that grief of that 450, we saw James Stewart crash out on it, leave the Gibbs team. We saw a lot of guys running from that bike at times. Um, that pissed you off. You you were not happy about that.
1: Well, it it, it I just don't think it got a fair share. Mm-hmm. You know, so many bikes, you know, red, green, whatever color out there, Mm-hmm. have flaws i mean you know I, I wish i could take the best piece of all of them and make the perfect motorcycle but right. you know I, i'm not quite that disassociated from reality so i i realize that they all have strengths and weaknesses i was just the part that made me you know sad and a little bit frustrated was that okay so the very first 10 maybe didn't have all the front wheel traction that mm-hmm. you would have wanted you know, there was ways to correct that, yeah. but, you know, there's other bikes that were, you know, would head shake until the bars came out of your hands, but nobody seemed to focus <laughs> in on that. You know, right, so I mean, right. it's like, yeah, okay, they've all got their little things. Why did so many people pick on the Yamaha? And I know it was easy because James was struggling, and, you know, at that time in his career, and you know, there were so many things. Again, mm-hmm. that was almost a perfect storm, but in the other direction.
2: <laughs> in the back way, right. So.
1: Yeah. So everything, like I say, it's cyclical, you know, you kind of weather that storm and move on and just keep Mm -hmm. trying to put your best foot forward. And I think that the bike is a, it's a good package this year and, and uh, you know, 14 was good, changed some engines and frame things for 15 and it's another little step ahead. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to see, you know, that the Gibbs, I, I, you know, I, I know Weston Pike and he was one of our guys back when he was a yeah. real privateer.
2: Right.
1: Real, real privateer, <laughs> not the kind of halfway in between guys. Yeah, so I, yeah. You know, I've always wanted to see him have some success and really get some good support. You know, it was great to see him on the you know, the Suzuki program he had last year and now keep moving and so I think that'll be a good little combination. A real grindy guy and then you got a more of a flashy fast guy and mm-hmm. you know uh, you know, let, let the cards fall.
2: Um, one of the things we've done on, on our shows and podcasts uh, the last little while is guys like Ping and and Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider and Pingree, of course, our tester at Racer X. Uh, a few other people here and there. We talk air forks. We talk about air forks and, and what guys think of them. Yamaha has resisted the urge to go to air forks. Um, I think they're the only OEM that doesn't have them besides KTM. Um, what do you think? What do you think of air forks? Is it a smart decision by Yamaha to lay off them for now? Uh, what do you th- like them as a racer? Some of the guys, faster people like yourself, enjoy a nice set of set-up air forks. But what are your thoughts on the whole air fork uh, situation?
1: Well, you know, that's uh, we could really open up a whole can of worms here. But <laughs> really, the I have yet to... Experience a great set of air forks. I think they have good qualities, mm-hmm. but they, uh, especially with this latest triple air showa on the, uh, the 450 Suzuki and, and 450 Cowie, yep. that yep. is so complicated for the average the end user. Right. I, I don't think you're doing that guy justice by having that component on a production motorcycle. He's going to go down to
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know Malcolm Smith Motorsports and pay his you know, overpriced money. and Because I just, you know, I have been out with a lot of different people. You know, I, I take these bikes because we're doing pipe testing. And right. I fiddle. And I mean, for me, I'm not seeing the benefit. Like if there was truly a benefit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'd fiddle with it all day long. I would check my hair when it got hotter. I mean, I, I would put up with the cumbersome detail of an air fork, but I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing... There's some good quality and there's some not good quality. And so nothing really stands out that makes me want to go, oh, wow, I'm going to get rid of my Yamaha spring fork and go find me some air forks. And, you know I
2: mean? <laughs> right, right.
1: I, I am so happy with my spring fork. It's done I mean, that my bike works great. And I just put gas in it and I go, right, I don't know, it's a little bit
2: of free chambers. and no. I mean, at, uh, the, the KYB SSS fork that's on the Omaha, that's a solid proven fork. It works pretty damn good. Um, and I've got buddies who don't even check their sag, never mind air pressure and tires and three chambers in a fork. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> I, well,
1: and that I don't want to get on that. You yeah, I'm not no, I, so I, yeah, I optimistic to... about, oh, well, you've got to do this. But uh, again, it is extra cumbersome stuff. Mm-hmm. And without a real big benefit. And I, I think you know, I've experienced a little bit of uh, disappointment in uh, the green, yellow, and red
0: mm-hmm.
1: 450s because I, I went and I rode them all just kind of as a ghost rider in, in a shootout recently. And mm-hmm. I, I'll sound just like a Yamaha guy, but those <laughs> Yamaha spring forks were the best of the five bikes I rode.
2: Right, all right.
1: And I don't think I was alone. So, yeah, yeah. You know, until they prove that this is the way. I mean, we all know the reason.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah,
1: cost down. Yep. And weight reduction. Now, those those are the golden state, golden bullet points on a brochure. Yep. are <laughs> not the cost down part. The Japanese <laughs> just like that in their pocket. But yeah, that, I mean, that's that's those, profit. Those right. are the golden requirement. at Any time, anywhere. Oh, can we save money and reduce some weight? And the performance, yeah, it's almost good enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I mean, we all understand why it's going that direction, but it, it just may be a little bit too soon. I, and I don't want to say too soon because, yeah, we all love technology, advancement. Yeah. Let's let's keep the ball rolling. Let's make a good product for everyone. But I'm just not sure if they're really giving the customer the, the best end of the shake.
2: Right. Um, look, there's probably nobody who has more time. On a Yamaha YZ450 or even the 250F than you, um, putting taking the Yamaha hat off a little bit, just a little bit, Doug. Um, what do you? What do those bikes need? What? What's the first thing you do to your bikes? out of the crate. Like do they need an aftermarket exhaust? It happens to be a DRD. Do they is it a I was a cl- gonna say, you mean after I put <laughs> that
1: tremendously good <laughs> Yeah let's but, exhaust on it? Oh, it? after that
2: After that. Let's no, say I mean, so I
1: think anybody would that would be honest with you would say, you know, so many of the components on modern bikes are very, very good. Yeah. You know my job gets tougher and tougher every year to to beat the stock exhaust. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you move to the suspension, I'm sure it's getting more and more difficult for suspension guys to make it better than the OEs because we do spend so much time trying to make that customer happy. So it's not like we're just, ah, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, there's the things that I like, I like strong brakes. So, you know, if I, and I've just, you know, played this card to death, Mm -hmm. but it's still, it's one of those cost things and, so uh, I like really strong brakes. So that's something that I often do within my own equipment to make myself happy and, and race ready.
2: Yeah. So brakes are a big thing, huh? So.
1: Yeah. It just, yeah. for me, you know, yeah. I mean, I play strong enough for most everyone, but I'm the very kind of particular brake guy, you know, I right, right. just that's me, my personality. Cause Maybe I spoiled too long having factory stuff <laughs> for too many years. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I like the, the really, really good stuff. And, you know, it's little things that I do. You know, I, I got, you know, moto seat. These guys build these great seats with some nice little grip on them. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause I've always been such an avid starter. You know, I mean, I've yeah. so, got so much in my brain on starts that that's one of the requirements. I want good, you know to seat grip so Mm -hmm. i can blast out of the gate so that's kind of another little thing that i make sure is on my bike and right and uh not a lot of other stuff you know i mean w has really stepped up making these great wheels and you know the weight is right there at the oe weight because that was always something that i would you know pick on john about right right you know they've really you know answered the call and so, you know, I like the the ability to have a super strong wheel, mm-hmm. you know, we all make wheels into eggs, yeah. <laughs> you know, sooner than we want. So, you know, it's nice to be able to have these high quality wheels on my bike. So that's uh, another thing that gets added. And, you know, just little subtleties, you know, one of the things, and you're going to laugh because it's going to sound like a sales pitch, but... Uh, I put on that uh, that throttle body that Dean Dickinson. Oh, you know, not yeah, a lot yeah. of people know about it, but mm-hmm. that thing's almost like cheating. It's it's that good. So yeah, yeah. I they, know the Geico guys ran it mm-hmm. early on, but mm-hmm. you know there was a problem with him getting enough of them to him, and so. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one of my other little tricks up my tricks, sleeve because. Right? I don't think
2: too many people know about it, so I got an unfair advantage on everyone. Um, Hey, and the 250F, getting back to that, bigger improvement in the motor or bigger improvement in the chassis from the old model? Like, what? I mean, the motor's good. It's four valve, it's got the uh, direct injection EFI thing on top of it, so you're getting a direct squirt of fuel. Uh, It's a four valve, like I said, so it's, it's more modern and and a hell of a motor, but then again, the chassis was so out of date on the old one that the the new bike seems to, to be set up, you know, just the corner grade. So what, if you had to choose, what does it do better? What's the more impre- impressive thing on that bike?
1: Well, you know, luckily I don't have to choose, but uh, it, it was just really a good package. Um, I think that old chassis was better than people thought it was. Mm-hmm. And we just, we we're able to improve on the chassis because sometimes, you know, you can go backwards. We've all done it. Yeah. And we we're just able to keep a really good balance, you know, weight distribution and what, you know, we call rigidity balance, which mm-hmm. is just how all components are working together from, you know, where that engine's in the chassis, what the engine plate material and thickness and swing mm-hmm. arm, you know, to the actual suspension components and, all that stuff is a rigidity balance and when you get that balance right it's magic and you know i think we did a very good job on that chassis and on its own Mm -hmm. if we had a whole new chassis and the motor didn't do what it does it would kind of fall short it wouldn't get the accolades it deserved but you throw a really good engine in there now your total experience is great you know you're having a good time down the hill in the bumps and all that, and you get to the corner and you turn the throttle, and, boy, you're having an even, yeah. even better time down that next straightaway. So those are just the the harmonious things that make that experience, that riding experience great, and that's what we're all looking for, and that's why certain bikes get, you know, great sales and all yeah. that, and that's that's the magic.
2: People don't realize guys like yourself are out there pounding laps, and, and you're trying – uh, uh motor uh motor mount thicknesses you're trying a, a, a be a bead of weld on the shock tower versus not um pivot pivot uh, bolt length and and thickness where the pivot bolts bolts and, and, and I mean this there is so many things that go into the handling especially on these aluminum frame bikes it's insane
1: yes yes it is I can recall back when we switched the 252 strokes from the steel frame that was arguably one of the best steel chassis mm-hmm. in the industry and we had to follow that up with an aluminum chassis and boy was that some long nights and
2: yeah just well,
1: some uneasy meetings and things and you know i think we did a very very good job accomplishing that goal because that was our goal was just to make it as good yeah <laughs> Need to be silver and be as good as that blue painted one. So, <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: You know that that was really and, and you know we did a good job. I think and you know that bike's still such a, a blast to ride. But it is. People don't understand. Yeah. The simplest detail will make that bike feel like you put some ten year old forks on it. Right. And all you did was change the thickness of an engine plate. It, it, it's. It's that nuts. balance that i talk about it's it is it it's like this symphony you know you got to get all the instruments tuned just right yeah or you're gonna have
2: sound like so you know a bunch of 10 year olds <laughs> beating on instruments that's a good way to put it it's a symphony isn't it and everything has to be tuning and working right you're absolutely right there's so many so many things i remember i was on the race team when we switched to that aluminum frame and we welded a couple of one millimeter plates on those honeycombs closed you know and didn't tell mm-hmm. the riders and they got on and said that's the biggest pile of shit I ever rode. And we're like and they all said it. And we're like, Wow. Yep. Okay. One millimeter plates closed off right there. You know? It was yep. crazy. Yeah. And,
1: and it's and and that right there is a, a, as black and white as you it gets. Yeah. Something yeah. that you think that's not it'll just be a little bit of something mm-hmm. and it's just horrible. Right. You're like, how can that
2: be? Someone told me grinding the cast marks off some clamps worked better, you know, uh, where, the, where the clamps are, like, casted together, kind of, and you grind mm-hmm. them off a little bit, and that made a difference. I think it was Langston back in the day. I'm just like, holy crap, you know, just all that stuff. So There
1: is. I mean, I can tell you a dozen stories just like that. You yeah. know, I remember Loraco, yeah. uh, more radius on the edge of the triple clamp. If it was a sharp edge, you know, round that edge off mm-hmm. with a, a bigger radius, he could feel it. And you know, and it's true. It's Mm -hmm. not just hocus pocus, you know, voodoo stuff. It's it's there. You know, it takes a you know certain kind of rider to be able to feel that stuff and decide yes or no. But yeah, that stuff. That that's why these guys are so valuable. You know, The, the good guys are good assets to their race teams, and you know, you get the staff that can really communicate with the engineer, you know, it's just all that stuff. That's what makes this,
2: and that's this why, harmonious package. That's why Butler's going to keep calling on you till you're 70, 75 years old. You'll be riding the new YC. Maybe.
1: <laughs> maybe. He, he occasionally asks me, is this still fun for you? And, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and, of course, it takes me about a
1: millisecond to answer him. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what Of course. what other Job, you get to come out and be with these high level engineers right. with all this knowledge and ride dirt bikes and, yeah. and they pay you at the end of the day it's, <laughs> it's great. Even
2: better. No doubt. Well hey uh thirtieth annual 30th annual W uh World Vet Championships this weekend at Glen Helen. Uh go out and check it out folks. There's a there's also a, a, a um Glen Helen uh, Wall of Fame ceremony. There'll be autographs there'll be some legends there Dubach will be there racing, so you can go and meet him, and uh, who knows who else? Uh, I'm sure Glover will be there, and 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 who's who of Moto, and, and sign up in yourself and race and check it out, and and uh, good, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, and uh, thanks for the little trip down memory lane and all that. I appreciate it, Doug. Thanks. Well,
1: yeah, uh, thanks, Steve, and yeah, just uh, kind of my hats off to John and everyone over at W because you know it started as the White Brothers. That yeah. titles have you know, gone away had some other titles, and so it's almost come full circle because you know Tom's pretty involved in their business down there, and yeah, uh, so and it's very cool, you know, to see those guys back on board. And thirtieth annual, you know, I mean, you got to be doing something right if you can come back thirty <clears throat> times in a row.
2: No doubt about it. dot Check them out and uh, get yourself a an exhaust or or a radiator lowering kit or or anything else that that Doug sells. And uh, thanks again for doing the btosports.com racerx podcast. Appreciate it, Doug. And like I said, good luck this weekend. All right, thanks. All right, see you. See you.
0: This has been the btosports.com
1: podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Search Pulpa MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts.